So we, um, as we were singing, I noticed kind of a theme there is about uh, treasure. You know, what a what a great treasure we have in uh, our Lord Jesus. And uh, you know, as we as we continue our study in the Sermon on the Mount, we we come to a portion where where Jesus is talking about just that, our treasure. You know, what's what's important to us? What what are our priorities? I heard a story about a man who worked all his life and he, he saved all that he could and he loved money more than anything else. Then just before he died, he said to his wife, I want you to take all my money and put it in the casket with me. I want, I want to take my money in, into the afterlife with, with myself and he, his wife promised she would. Well, at his funeral just before the undertakers took away the casket and his wife put a box in, in the casket and the undertakers shut the casket, rolled it away. And uh, the, the wife's friend said, uh, I, I know you weren't foolish enough to put all that money in there with that man. And she said, I can't lie. I promised him I'd put that money in the casket with him. You mean to tell me you put all that money in the casket with him? Her friend asked, she said, I sure did. I wrote him a check. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, today we're, we're reminded of um, our, our inner lives again. You know, we, 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 keep, we keep coming back to this. God cares about what's in our heart. He cares about our motives. He, he cares what we value. You know, what's, what's, in, our, what's in our core. What... Where, where do our affections lie? And today he talks about this. Uh, specifically, you know, how much value do we, do we place in, in our possessions? You know, how, what do we treasure? Or who do we treasure? Uh, read with me in your Bibles t- uh, today uh, in Matthew 6, starting in verse 19. Matthew six nineteen. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye of the lamp is the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Let's pray. Lord, open our hearts to to hear your word. Uh, Just prepare the the soil of our hearts, Lord, for your word to take root and and grow. Lord, teach us from from this passage, Lord. Speak to each of us, Lord, about uh, just just what is the most important thing, who is the most important person to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'd like to, I'd like to pull out three things from this, this text this morning. First is the, uh, the, the transitory nature of our possessions. And then the, uh, the second thing is the, the nature of our our own view of possessions, and then last, uh, what or who do we serve? So first, our our treasures are fleeting. 
Our possessions are, are transitory. There was a, a recent article in uh, money.com or money.cnm.com that talked about family wealth. It, and it said nearly 60% of the time a family's money is exhausted by the children of the person who created the wealth, according to Roy Williams, president of Wealth Consultancy, the Williams Group. And he said in 90% of the cases is gone by the time the grandchildren die. And, uh, it's, you know, it's nothing new under the sun. It's no wonder that the uh, writer of Ecclesiastes in Ecclesiastes 2.18 says this. He said, I hated all my toil in which I toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. Who knows whether he'll be a wise or a fool? Yet he will be the master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. Well, in, in this passage that uh, Jesus is, is speaking, and he, he uses this word treasure. You know, it, might be, it might do us well to define this word treasure. Biblically, it's, it's that which is stored up. That which is stored up. You know, some of us like to hold on to things. Uh, we, we like to make sure that we're well supplied. And it gives us a sense of security, doesn't it? Well, before we moved to Chihuahua, uh, Chris and I spent a considerable amount of time out in our garage going through boxes, looking at stuff that we had out there in the garage. You know, some people park their cars in garages, and I, I envy those people. <laughs> I do. You know, we made several trips to a, a ministry where we could drop off donations. And at one point, they even got to the point where they said, we've got too much stuff. We're going to have to shut down and we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to sort through this stuff. I, I like to consider that maybe we had a, a part in that. But, you know, I, I found it difficult, but I also found it liberating to uh, get rid of things that we no longer needed. Uh, it, it, it took a shift in, in my thinking. I needed to realize that, uh, you know, if I have this thing that, I, that I'm not using, and perhaps I even haven't used it for 10 years, 20 years, that maybe I don't need it. Perhaps it would be good to, uh, to bless somebody else who, who does need it. And, you know, I, I would just have to ask myself, do I, do I really need to hold on to this thing? And obviously, you know, if it's, if it's been in a box that long, uh, I, I don't need it. You know, there were some things that we just threw away. It's, it's amazing how things just sitting in a box or sitting out in the garage deteriorate. It's amazing how some things become obsolete. I had about three boxes of, of old computer parts. And, uh, you know, those, those at one time were, were pretty valuable, but uh, really had, had reached the point to where they were, they were worthless and they were good for nothing else to, except to be thrown away. I had, I had a lot of books, a lot of books that I realized as I was sorting through them, I'll, I'll never read this book again. I have, I have no use for it. And that was, that was a hard thing for me. I, I, I love books. But, you know, why store up these things? Uh, I, th I think for me it was because I wrongly treasured these things. 
Jesus gives us a, a better way. Uh, in, in Luke 12, 32 through 34, he says, Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell all your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that will not grow old with a treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there there will your heart be also. This is really a parallel passage to the one we're reading in Matthew. You know, the thing is, I've got a heavenly father who's going to take good care of me. I need to set my uh, priorities straight. I need to examine my values. You know, I'm, I'm an heir to the kingdom of God. It was God's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. It's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. All this stuff, really, by comparison, is nothing. You know, I, I need to set my priorities straight. He, he, he provides for my needs, and he does well with that. He, he's blessed us far beyond where, what we could imagine. I don't need to worry about moths and rust and thieves. Peter, in, in 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance which is unperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. All these things, they cannot top that. You know, it's all about our, our perspective. It's, it's about our hearts. We, we need to be rich towards God. Jesus, Jesus says in verses 22 and 23, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if the eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And at first glance, you might say, what? How, how, do, these, how do these two verses really fit into what Jesus just said? How do they fit in with what follows, which is about serving two masters god god or money but if we if we dig into it it makes perfect sense that jesus would say this you know this is this is part of the discussion about where our treasures lie this is this is central to the to this section it's this is about our hearts this is about the human heart in ephesians chapter 1 paul prays For the Ephesian believers that the eyes of their hearts would be enlightened, that they might know the hope to which they've been called and what are the riches of God's glorious inheritance to the the saints. And in in Jewish thought, there's a connection between the eyes and the heart. You know, Jesus said that if if the eye is healthy, it'll, it'll, it'll illuminate the person's entire life. The, the inner life, the heart. And the word translated in healthy, or as healthy in the original language, uh, pertains to being motivated by singleness of purpose so as to be open and above board without guile, sincere and straightforward. Commentator Michael Wilkins points out that since the heart is the true repository of treasure, Jesus now indicates that when the eye focuses on something of value, 
It becomes the conduit that fills the heart with what has been focused upon. If the eye is good, it is the conduit that allows the heart to be filled with the light of God's treasure. But on the other hand, if, if the eye is bad, this, this word bad uh, connotes moral evil. The, the evil eye in the ancient world is, is one that enviously covets what belongs to another. It's, it's a greedy or an uh, avaricious eye. If a, if a disciple's eyes are fixed on earthly treasure as her or his value, personal significance and earthly security, then the heart will likewise, likewise be full of darkness. When we focus on something evil, the eye becomes the conduit in which evil fills the inner person. So again, where's our heart? It all, it all comes down to that. Where's our heart? I like to shop at Costco. Uh, why is that? Because if there's something I want to buy, I want to buy plenty of it, right? You know, it gives me, a, it gives me that sense of security. You know, 50 batteries is, is better than two, right? <laughs> you know, the, the, the world might be headed towards destruction, but I've, I've got a really big jar of steak seasoning. Uh, and, it, and it's going to last for at least a year, Okay. You know, I've, I've got two dozen cans of green chili sauce. I, but, you know, I've discovered there's some things that are, are not good for storing up. Uh, six loaves of bread for a family of two is not good. It, it, it molds, okay? I can tell you that. It gets moldy. I've also learned that buying a gallon of mayonnaise doesn't work well for, for us either. You know, it's going to spoil before we can ever use it. And I, but, you know... Um, if I have that, I don't lie awake worrying about running out of mayonnaise. Um, you know, ma- mayonnaise anxiety is not worth having. Uh, and, I, and I've learned that, though, that, you know, being rich in mayonnaise is, is not really worth that much. You know, I need, I need to focus on that which is imperishable. I know that's silly, but, you know, what other things do we seek to be rich in? Uh... You know, I, I believe that uh, my wife would, would say that I tend to keep things too long. Um, things, things I don't need anymore, you know. I, I don't like to think of myself as a hoarder, you know. Maybe I'm a, a recovering hoarder. But, you know, I've, I've learned to appreciate the, the satisfaction, the, the deep joy in giving some of these things that I don't need to, uh, to those who are in need. Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, so where, where is my heart? You know, we, we always come back to the great commandment in, in Deuteronomy, the, the Shema. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You know, this is where our hearts should be, loving God. Jesus adds loving, loving people. You know, having, having God's commandment written on our, our heart, you know, where our heart, where, where our treasure is, there our hearts will be also. That's a great statement. 
And I, you know, I've, I've heard it said that if you want to know where somebody's heart is, look in their, their check register. You know, see where, see where we spend our money. Uh, in Luke twelve thirteen through 21, someone in the crowd came to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable saying that the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I'll do this. I'll tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required from you, of you. And the things you've prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. There's a lot of scripture that, that covers this. Uh, back in, back in the, uh, the book of Haggai, the prophet Haggai speaks to uh, the uh, people of Israel and Judah who, who were coming back from uh, the, the dispersion. They'd, they'd been taken away. The, the temple had been destroyed. Jerusalem had been destroyed, the walls were torn down. And he he points them to, to their priorities. He in Haggai one three through six he said, The word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Speaking of the temple. Now therefore says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You've you've sown much and harvested little You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, and you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them in a bag with holes. Priorities. Haggai, Haggai is saying here, you need to be rich toward God, not towards yourself. You're, you're being, uh, Rich towards yourself, your possessions are, are leaking away. They're, they're, they're nothing. You know, there's, there's another story in, in Luke chapter 21, 1 through 4. I think, I think probably everybody here is familiar with this. Jesus looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. And he saw a poor widow with two small copper coins. And he said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. Now she was rich towards God. It, you know, it's, it's not so much how much we give, but how much we hold on to, how, how tightly we hold on to our possessions. You know, the, the widow didn't have much, but she gave various, or very, very gen, uh, generously of what she had. So our possessions are fleeting. It's important what's in our heart. Now Jesus brings this home. This is, this is the heart of the matter, our, our relationship with God. 
the last two verses where he talks about who, who are we going to serve? What are we going to serve? He says we cannot serve two masters. And it's, it's interesting that Jesus says it this way. Uh, you know, do we realize that we are prone to serving money, to serving possessions? How's that possible? How do, how do we serve money? Do our, do our treasures uh, command our time and our other resources? Do we, you know, are we burdened with, with worry and, and fret? Are we, are we willing to sin to increase our possessions or sin to hold on to them? You know, it's a, it's a struggle. And Mark, in the Gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus relays a, a story about this struggle. Mark ten seventeen through 22, he said, As he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to me, or he said to him, teacher, all of these I've kept from my youth. And Jesus looking at him, loved him, it says. He loved him. And he said this to him, you lack one thing. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. And disheartened, by the saying, he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. So Jesus said, you can't serve God and money. You know, the, the, the term money is, is used to translate the uh, Aramaic word mammon, which is a, a term for wealth or, or possessions. You know, the, the point isn't that money in, in it of itself is, is inherently evil, but it is often misused so that it's a means for evil. You know, boils down to this. God must be first. Not money, not possessions, not, not anything else. God must be first. Uh, you know, our, our wealth and, and possessions can, can take over. You know, demanding our time, demanding our, our attention, demanding our, our affections, and we can become so preoccupied that we are willing to sin for it. Jesus says, no, you can't do this. You, you cannot serve two masters. We cannot sin, serve, we cannot serve God and, and money. We cannot serve God and, and possessions. Why? He says, because they will come into conflict with each other. You know, if the things that we treasure over God in our heart, become idols, where does that leave God? Where's my trust in God? Or is it in my bank account, my retirement account, my whatever it is, my business? You know, if, if God blesses us financially, that's great, but why does he do that? So that we may bless others. So the prophet Haggai prophesied to those who were serving themselves. 
building their own houses while, while the temple laid in ruins, holding on tightly to, to their treasures. Who were they serving? They were, they were serving themselves. And God said, these things you're holding on to so tightly in your fists, these things are just going to run through your fingers. Your priorities are wrong, he says. There's a couple verses in Proverbs, Proverbs 11, 24 through 25, that says, one gives freely and yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. I read something interesting. Um, several years ago, there were some uh, construction workers that were built uh, in installing uh, the foundation, laying a foundation for a building uh, outside the city of Pompeii. You know, the, the story about Pompeii, Mount Vesuvius erupted and you know caught people totally by surprise, killed a lot of people. But they found the corpse of a woman who must have been fleeing from this eruption of Mount Vesuvius and was caught in the rain of hot ashes. And they, they found this, this woman clutching on to jewels. But death had, had stolen it all. You know, that's that's the bottom line in life. Worldly treasure is not a wise investment because we can't take it with us. So what are we going to serve? Who are we going to serve? Uh, are we going to serve God or, or our possessions? If I put my trust in money or things that I can store up in treasure, you know, it really points to a lack of, of faith and, and trust in God. He's promised to take good care of me, to be my provider. And, um, you know, am I going to tell God, well, thank you, Lord, I I got this. You know, I I really don't need your help. Let's wrap this up. So where where our treasure is, our hearts will be also. So, you know, what what do we treasure? What gives us a sense of, of security? Is it stuff? Is it money? Is it possessions? If, if so, that's where our hearts are going to be. Or do we treasure above all things our, our God? Do we, do we seek him? Do we seek his kingdom? You know, we, we need to ask ourselves who or, or what is on the throne of our lives. The, uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes, probably Solomon, wrote about this. And having, having treasured so many different things in, in his heart, he, he writes this, this book and he, he talks about all the, all the things that he, that he put his trust in and worked so hard for and realized the futility of it all. Wisdom, riches, women. And, you know, at, at the end, he says that even the greatest of human achievements uh, for him, we're ultimately empty. The only endeavor of, of lasting significance is, is to follow God. Listen to what he says in the last two verses, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen through 14. He says, the end of the matter 
All has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment and with every secret thing, whether good or evil. So let's, let's find our treasure in the Lord. Let's pray. Lord God, uh, you, you alone are worthy of our trust. You alone are worthy of our, our worship and, and praise. To you be all the glory. Uh, thank you, Lord, for making us heirs of, of your kingdom. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the, the riches of your grace. Riches unimaginable or ours through you, Lord, but uh, we, we tend to have idolatrous hearts. We confess that, Lord. We, we tend to treasure the, the wrong things. Help us, Lord, to, uh, to set our priorities straight. Help us, Lord, to set our hearts on you. Purify our hearts, Lord. Incline our hearts toward you, Lord. And we, we, just, we just see over and over again, Lord, how much we need you. So we thank you, Lord, for the offer of, of salvation. If there's one here who has not surrendered to you, Lord, I, I pray that they would come to you, that they would hear your voice calling them. Let our, let our hearts, Lord, treasure you above all. In Jesus' name, amen.